0: The first reading is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1, 17, 25-31, the responsorial is Psalm 45, and the Gospel is Luke chapter 6, verses 20-26. to 26. When we hear the first reading from Corinthians, we might get the impression, from St. Paul, of a certain prejudice against marriage. But while we hear his extolling the values of virginity, we must also remember that that he has shown, in Ephesians chapter 5, that marriage is a symbol of the union between Christ and his Church. That comparison reflects a very elevated view of marriage indeed. But the point of the reading is not the superiority of one state over another, but our single-mindedness in the service of the Lord, whatever state of life we are in. St. Paul's advice is that we are not to become involved in anything that will distract us from our ultimate vocation to holiness. To that extent, we sense a certain urgency in his message because Paul knew that Jesus Christ could return at any time. That urgency should be ours as well because for us the time is short whether Jesus comes before we die or not. Given the very briefness of our life, We turn to the Gospel, where Jesus tells us how we should live, with what attitude, and what this single-mindedness means in a practical sense. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus calls blessed those who are poor, those who hunger and weep, and those who are hated and excluded on account of Christ. The reason they are called blessed is because these are the people who know they need God, who turn to God for help, and as the source of their happiness there is a sense of urgency to their dependence which makes them very blessed indeed. The Beatitudes in today's Gospel are for us revolutionary as they involve a complete reversal of worldly values that our fallen condition would normally consider essential for happiness. Indeed, even the disciples who had just heard Jesus' teaching regarding God's kingdom were still struggling to understand that the Messiah was not going to overthrow Roman domination and re-establish the kingdom of Israel. The poor who are considered blessed could include those who lack material and essential goods, but a deeper insight would see an even worse kind of lack as regards spiritual impoverishment. The same could be said in terms of hunger and weeping. Those who weep over their own sins and the present state of the culture That does not recognize the reign of god are blessed indeed in this sense the beatitudes as the catechism state fulfill the promises made to the chosen people since abraham by ordering them no longer merely to the possession of a territory but to the kingdom of heaven what god is really inviting us to is a participation in his own trinitarian beatitude to become sharers of the divine nature Second Peter chapter one verse four, thereby fulfilling a desire for happiness that God Himself has placed in our heart. The contrasting four woes in today's gospel that follow the four beatitudes bring to mind the traditional two ways set forth in the Old Testament, and in particular Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, which enumerates blessings for those who obey the voice of the Lord, that is, the commandments and statutes, and curses. For the disobedient. How do we enter into this narrow and paradoxical way of the Beatitudes? St. Paul in chapter 3 of his letter to the Colossians speaks about our new life in Christ through baptism, where we die with Christ, to be raised with him, so that the old life has gone and the new has come. Quote, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3, verses 1-2 From this new perspective, we see things quite differently than the world. We do not hoard material possessions, as if our hope and comfort is in them, nor do we concern ourselves only with being well fed, forgetting about the poor in our world who hunger for food and justice. Nor do we live frivolous lives, seeking only pleasure for pleasure's sake, going from one experience to the next. Nor do we make political correctness our goal, concerned that everyone speak well of us. Rather, because Christ lives in us, we are a sign of contradiction to our culture. We stand up for the poor, making them our preferential option. We weep with those who weep. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We make sober decisions based on what is just and right. If that means being politically incorrect at times and suffering the consequences, so be it. If we are accused of intolerance, discrimination, or narrow-mindedness, again, so be it. We are in good company because Christ suffered all that and more from the scribes and Pharisees of his day. And as our gospel proclaims, we should rejoice and leap for joy, because our reward in heaven will be great. Today we must ask ourselves, what do we want from life, beatitude or woe? The former means making decisive moral choices for the good, denying ourselves in favor of self-giving love, foregoing earthly gain in exchange for beatitude, now and in eternal life.